From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, drop. New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sex. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album drop is on the air. My name is Phil Shurikawa. Good afternoon, folks. I am fired up, and I am glad that you are here to share it with me. We will be spending this entire hour discussing the business of Record Store Day. There are a lot of people out there that feel Record Store Day has been taken over by the major labels. This wonderful, beautiful concept of mom-and-pop record stores selling very small-run releases from independent labels, giving back to the customers that have supported this business for so many years, and now it's been completely overhauled and taken over by the big three. Is that the case? We've got a lot of people lined up that have some very differing and interesting opinions on it. We will be sharing all of that with you over the course of this next hour here on CHUO 89.1 FM. But of course, with Record Store Day comes the music. And there's a lot of really great music that came out last week. Including this brand new single from Braid. It's called Kids Get Grids. It's here on the album, Drop CHUO 89.1 FM.
There's Braid with the title track to their Records Tour Day release, Kids Get Grids. And you heard it here on the album, Drops CHUO 89.1 FM. Now, when I went out shopping, I couldn't find it, so obviously that one was a hot seller. There were a lot of hot sellers April the 18th, this past Record Store Day. According to Independent Record Store data, week-to-week sales from the previous Saturday saw the week of Record Store Day bring in a 628% growth rate for the independent stores that participated. Obviously, it's a spiked number, but wow. And this year saw a 3.3% growth from 2014. Internationally, the biggest seller was the White Stripes reissue of Get Behind Me, Satan. Here in Canada, according to uh, Tim Baker from Record Store Day Canada and Sunrise Records, um, the big seller was actually No Life Till Leather, the repressing of Metallica's debut cassette. A cassette was the biggest selling item in Canada on Record Store Day this year. That's right, folks. And I mean, this bothers me for so many reasons. First of all, it's not a record. It's a tape. Second of all, nice move by Metallica to press a cassette, which is way faster than uh, than pressing vinyl, especially with the log jams that we've heard so much about. And from what I understand, it's really not much of a a release. Um, It it was made up to really look like a poorly made cassette. I'm sure the quality of it is professional grade, but regardless, it is not a record. And that bothers me so much. Now, I told you a little bit about the logjam. There are reports all over the internet over the last few weeks about small labels, mom-and-pop operations, kind of having a hard time getting stuff pressed for Record Store Day. A local label had also planned on a Record Store Day release and had to push it back a few weeks. Here to tell us about it from the Record Center is John Thompson. Now, I understand that uh, the Record Center had a pretty big uh, lineup for the weekend of Record Store Day. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, we had five bands. Oh, actually, we scheduled four bands to play over the weekend, and then we had a surprise visit on Saturday um, by the Great Lakes Swimmers, and they came and played a set in the afternoon. Uh, But to start off, we had uh, Friday night. We kicked off with two bands Friday evening. And so they're uh, Future States, which are Ottawa-Montreal band, and they've played in the store before during uh, the Megafono um, festival. And then the other band was And the Kids, and uh, they're a New England band, three girls. Uh, one of them is actually Megan's from Megan Millage from Ottawa, uh, but she's uh, now, um, I think she's studying in, uh, in New England maybe in Boston. Uh, but anyway, the girls, the other girls are from Boston, and they played just a great set, just a fun, fun set. Um, 
you know, they were running outside, playing on the sidewalk, and they were down on the ground, rolling around. It was hilarious. But they were really good. They played some great songs. Uh, they did a whole number where both bands jammed together, cool. which was really good. So that was our Friday night. And then Saturday, we had Record Store Day, which was madness. Uh, we opened at our regular time. We opened just before 10. Uh, we didn't open early. And... Um, we had a surprise visit for from the Great Lake Swimmers. They played like half an hour, you know, maybe longer. Wow. And the store was full for that. And then that night we had the Hylotrons, uh, which is uh, a band whose record we're releasing Friday night at the Black Sheep. There's a plug. Now, you had mentioned the, um, the Hylotrons uh, record release uh, is coming up. Now, wasn't that album supposed to come out on Record Store Day? It was, and we've... Uh, we were the victim. Uh, well, not so much record store day. Uh, the the plant we're dealing with is Quality Records in Kansas, and they actually had some um, hydraulic problems on one of their main presses, and it slowed their whole. I mean, it's it's easy to say, oh yeah, record store day. It's slowing down all the presses, and I think to a certain degree it is. But Quality Records in Kansas, they're a little bit outside of that loop because they press mainly uh, records for their for themselves, and then they do a few select orders and we felt really lucky to get them to press the Hylotron's record because they they are making pretty much the best vinyl on the planet right now um and uh so we were just happy to get to be involved with them uh, but they weren't able to deliver for the 18th but actually uh i'm still waiting for an email today uh but the record was pressed last night and i was supposed to ship today and i'll have it for tomorrow <laughs> so i mean we're cutting it very close uh, but we're going ahead. We're we're sending out a press release today for the the Black Sheep show, and uh, everything's a go. So you you don't think it was any anything to do with the um, the the big labels kind of pushing in on Record Store Day? Well, I mean, not for quality because they aren't part of that whole. Uh, if you were if we were getting a press at Rainbow or somewhere in Nashville or a lot of these other people were doing lots and lots of major label pressings, you know. And that backed it up, uh, and I and I agree that the record store day did affect that. I'm just saying it didn't affect us <laughs> um, uh, because I know that's the case. At quality, they, they weren't overbooked with record store day pressings. Uh, they had some hydraulic problems on one of the presses. So, um, but I mean, I have a feeling I know where this is going. A lot of people are sort of saying that that record store day is ruining it for the. The small bands and the indie labels, and and I think probably um, a lot of that is true. I don't know if it's ruining it; they're just making it more difficult. And uh, I wrote a little blog after our record store day where I just said, uh, you know, I mean, record store day is sort of here to stay, and let's try to make the best of it. I guess that's what we did. We tried to focus on live bands and and uh, cookies. You know, we had fun all weekend. You know. Um, and the store was packed, and people were happy, you know. And the, I, heard, I heard very little whining about the evils of Record Store Day all weekend, you know. Because that's been um, the big argument, right? It's, it's, it's oh, yeah, that. it's huge. I mean, it depends, well, it depends what circles you travel in, too. I mean, we tried to make the best of it. And um, I guess uh, we proved that Record Store Day can be fun. Oh, yeah, I know what I said in my blog. I said, let's hope that next year <laughs> they release uh, quality and not quantity, because that's what it's been, a quantity of of, the, of lame releases. There's lots of stuff that's just... Well, I mean, I guess everybody likes something, right? So there's probably something for everybody, but they 
they press way too many seven inches and they press way too many splattered and colored vinyl and picture discs. And I know as somebody who's just gone through the whole record making process, uh, making splatter vinyl or color vinyl doesn't help either because every time they do that, they have to shut down the press, clean it, and you know, it, it productions are shorter. The production times are there's less production time. When we're, we should just make black vinyl, which sounds the best anyway. And, Interesting, because uh, I mean that that's the, the the second complaint is that there's just kind of too much, and too much that that's you know not super interesting. Well, that's it. I mean, when I got my lists from the labels and from my distributors, and it was like, I could have chosen between, I think, about 520 pieces, different titles. And I didn't order everything, you know, so I think the game becomes you're trying to sort of order, you know, stuff that you think, well, I mean, I really would like to order stuff that I think will sell, you know, that I think people want, you know. Because right now we had 24 milk crates records start a morning, and we're down to about three. So I think we've done pretty well <laughs> to have three left over. And it's the stuff that I knew would be left over. I mean, I have nothing against Bruce Springsteen, but I don't think I sold <laughs> any Bruce Springsteen over <laughs> Record Store Day weekend, and I only ordered five of each. I think I sold all the rivers, <laughs> and maybe all the Nebraskas, but I have everything else left, you know, so I sort of knew in my heart I'd be stuck with those. But that being said, these are records that will sell during the year, you know. Um, I can't say that for a lot of, uh, I have a bin of, uh, you know, two feet of seven-inch special pressing that won't sell, that I'll be stuck with, uh, just as I've been stuck with seven-inch stuff from previous years, you know. So, yeah, I'm not too pleased about that. I think we're all going to have to sit back and <laughs> and uh, really examine next year's list and, and just decide, you know. So if you're looking for one of the Record Store Day 7-inch releases, come down to the Record Center. That's what you're telling oh, us. Oh, man, please. They're half price. <laughs> well, well, I'll be seeing they you soon then, Joe. Because yeah, so. I'm a 7-inch collector, so I, I'll be I, knocking I mean, on yeah, the door. There's nothing wrong with 7-inches. I mean, we sell lots of 7-inches. We cater to DJs in town. I have 50,000 7-inch uh, singles next door, you know. But I, I'm talking about a lot of this stuff that's released for Record, record Store Day isn't always that interesting. So um, there's quite a bit left. Yeah, come on down and buy some. <laughs> so my final question is, would you say you're optimistic for the future of Record Store Day? Yeah, optimistic. I don't know how optimistic I am. I think it's here to stay. I think it's controlled. It is controlled by the major labels, and you know, hopefully they don't totally mess it up. But I mean, um, I think any store has to be careful what they order uh, because we can't return it. So there's that part. Um, people line up at your store, and they lined up at many stores, you know, on Record Store Day morning, and they want to get what they want to get, and they're disappointed if it's not there, and they don't understand why we only got two fish boxes or whatever. You know, we don't control uh, anything about what gets delivered to us. All we can do is order stuff and and hope for the best. So um, I think that's where the making Record Store Day as fun as possible came in for us. (laughs) We sort of knew there was many shortcomings (laughs) involved, you know, and so we did try to make it fun by having a lot of bands play. I think we'll continue to do that. By not opening at 8 in the morning, uh, we opened at 10, or a little before 10. And that was good, too, you know, because we had two bands play the night before, and we were up late. 
Yeah, we didn't want to get up early either, so I think we'll stick to that for next year and hope for the best.
from their upcoming release to trip with Terpsichore real game changer is the name of the tune and it was supposed to be a record store day release as uh, we heard um, moments ago when we were speaking to John Thompson from the record center and record center records but due to a hydraulic error at their pressing plant it didn't happen to be. Now that... I mean, if that was my intention, I know I'd certainly be upset. John seems like a pretty cool guy, so evidently he was not. But there are a few other labels in this country that aren't so cool about it. Um, as outlined in a great article on Exclaim by Josiah Hughes, he talks about um, Tim Clapp, who runs uh, Kingfisher Blues. Um... And he says, uh, the wait time, the turnaround time for getting records pressed is getting out of hand. And it's gone from, you know, an eight to ten week thing to north of 20. And he tells, exclaim, it really hurts small labels who aren't benefiting from big major label events like this. And he called Record Store Day basically a cash-in on another underground medium very recently turned profitable again. Now, uh, Gord Dufresne from Deranged Records... Um, says the wait times are too long and um, it's been gradually getting longer and longer Simon Harvey of Ugly Pop Records um, says that he, he's feeling the same stresses as the, uh, the other label people that I've uh, mentioned moments ago but says he can't blame Record Store Day entirely, saying that uh, while turnaround times have been strained as Record Store Day approaches, it kind of was like a bottleneck thing where once you got past that, it was okay. Unfortunately, it's getting to that point where it's not getting any better, and that's the 24-7-365 turnaround time. Another label, uh, American Record Label, Father Daughter Records had a release last year for Record Store Day. They called it Faux Real, and this was several uh, where they had several bands come together and cover tunes from fake bands from TV shows and movies and such. So they lined up a bunch of bands to make part two this year, and they were denied by Record Store Day to be one of the acts included. They pressed the record anyways and they are selling it online. But this is the kind of thing we're talking about here. I think it's a shame too because I love the concept. Love cover songs. Love songs from TV shows. I love when legitimate bands cover songs from The Simpsons, like this one. Here's Small Wonder taking a crack at Sadgasm's Margarine. That's here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM.
Small Wonder with Margarine from the Father Daughter Records compilation Faux Real 2, covering uh, a tune from the TV show The Simpsons from the episode where the often forgotten episode where Homer pioneered grunge rock with a band that he created with Lenny and Carl and Lou the Cop. Yeah. It was out there. It was season 15 or something like that. Great interpretation of it. And one of the dunes that very well could have been a record store day release had there not been a bunch of Bruce Springsteen reissues. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and now we're back on your radio. The album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM continues right now. And we are back taking a look at the business of Record Store Day. Bringing a as rounded of a perspective as I, I hope that we can. Another release that I wanted to pick up, but I missed, was from Father John Misty. This is the B-side to his release, I Loved You, Honey Bee. It's called... I've never been a woman. And we have it for you now, and it's here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. Never been a woman. I know the pain The pain of labor And the warpath of age Been with so many 
yet none have seen through despite their intuition the extent of the emptiness in me with wet glassy eyes oh yeah I've never been a woman but they've given me my life true love bears nothing This constant amusement Some ceaseless caress Yet I accept nothing No price could be paid For the occasional me With Marissa or Jane Oh, now I've never been a woman My time here is so brief I cannot pretend I can sustain you like this till the end. Don't lie to the ladies, it does not take words. All it takes is an inkling. That you they can cure Oh, now I've never been a woman That much is sure Wandering hunger Lays wait in each moment while you tend 
while you selflessly touch Satisfy and sate her The only one in the room I can see Who's really being pleasure Is me, is me There's the B-side to Father John Misty's wonderful pink heart-shaped record store day release, I Loved You, Honey Bear, which is uh, an alternate take of the title track to his most recent record, I Love You, Honey Bear. That was called I've Never Been a Woman, and you heard it here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. There's a small newspaper out of Seattle, it's called The Stranger. And it's a very independent publication. And there was an article recently published in it entitled The Future of Record Store Day. Don't let a beautiful thing go the way of South by Southwest. And here to discuss said article is the author of it. Joining us on the phone from Houston, Texas, Travis Ritter. I I want to talk to you about this article you wrote the future of record store day don't let a beautiful thing go the way of south by southwest mm-hmm. where did the inspiration for this come from it pretty much came from my love of co- just collecting records and my past of working in record stores and kind of seeing the seeing how how record store has kind of grown you know because I, I worked in a record store years ago um, it's right around the time that Record Store Day was first starting out. And it kind of like had this feeling that, you know, when we we were in a dying industry, the the, the record stores that we were in, we were, we were losing sales every, you know, every month. It was, it seemed like it was just getting worse and worse. And then this Record Store Day thing came along. We're like, oh, okay, like a celebration of your local independent record store. So we, um, you know, so with all the different stores that were um, associated with it, um, you know, we kind of created this kind of, like, day party where, like, we had bands that play, you know, had in-stores. There was kind of just, like, this, like, camaraderie that was going on. And just being a record collector myself, um, after, you know, years Every I go out to record store day every year because I'm just like I love my record store. I'm gonna go and support them on this day that's really great for them. You know, even though I tend to go to record stores about twice a week, if not more. Um, yeah. I talk to a lot of people, um, kind of around the, that work in the industry um, and are having the issues with just getting the records released in a timely manner anymore because I'm the pressing plants, all that, all that stuff. Um, everything has, uh, kind of just been really put, put on the back burner to all this record store day stuff. And a lot of that influx is coming from the major labels 
that are reissuing stuff that technically doesn't really need to be there. There's plenty of there's plenty of that stuff to go around in the used record stores. That you know, like all the Bruce Springsteen's, like all that stuff. So the article kind of has come. It's been you know seven eight years, kind of where it's kind of bottled it up inside me. I like I feel like I could, I could write like a book about it right now because I've, I've done a lot of research and I was just kind of anecdotally trying to uh, create, you know, show, share my experiences and like what what I am seeing as a consumer. The one thing I really liked about, well, there, there are many, but one thing that I really liked about the article was how you likened Record Store Day to um, what happened to college radio in the 80s, indie labels in the 90s, mm-hmm. and South by Southwest. Do you see Record Store Day getting to a point where it it, it, it really no longer serves um, independent labels and, and, and really is just um, kind, of, kind, of, kind of a venue for the majors to uh, push out I, stuff? It already is that. Um, that's the problem is that there's plenty of lab- indie labels that, you know, have constantly, you know, kept these record plants in business over the years and have kept the record stores in business. And so there's always going to be the, 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 you know, the, the major indies certainly will always have a, have a, have their hands in having some special releases for that day, you know, like the Matadors and the Sub Pops and, you know those the the heavy hitters of the of the independent scene, but in regards to the major label, just completely taking it up. I I I I don't know that I can say that it will really come to that. Um, I think that there has been enough vocal opposition regarding the day um, over the years, and it. I mean it. Even even so, like this year, sales were up across the board. Like I think it was five percent, four to five percent. Most stores had like their highest sales ever this year, despite people boycotting the record store days. And you know, it still is one of these things where it's just kind of snowballing, and it is getting bigger every year. So I don't know how if the the late the majors will ever really like just completely take take hold over it, but because uh, I I feel that the indies still have uh, have have their hands in it as well, but it certainly is like major labels seem to be strong arming the uh, the industry. Now, a lot of the smaller labels, uh, and not even just the bigger, not, not not necessarily indie labels, but like the small indie labels, um, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of complaints about, you know, them being strong armed by the pressing plants and not not getting mm-hmm. the kind of access they would. Do you think that we'll see kind of those, those kind of uh, businesses move away from Record Store Day completely, as has kind of been the trend with a few of them, or are people still going to keep kind of trying to push out and hope for the best, to kind of jump on the ship while it's moving? You know, I see, I see it going both ways. Um, just, just in with with uh, you know colleagues and and friends that that have their own labels and are you know have this agenda that they want to they want to have a record that comes out on record store day because 
that is the busiest day of the year. That's when people are going to be in the shops and buying these records. But um, I think it's becoming, to, to a lot of them, it seems like it's becoming less of a, a priority of theirs. And, you know, like um, a friend of mine named Troy, he runs this label called Medical Records, and they had a compilation that wasn't technically an exclusive record store day um, release for whatever reason, even though in past years he did have official record store day releases. But that came out a uh, couple of days. I, I think it, no, it actually did. I think it did come out on record store day, but you can go into any shop and it's, you, you're still able to kind of pick one of these up. It was kind of this one, this thing where it was, it was nice that that it gives the consumers who go to the record store days all the time gives them a chance to get something that they want. So I I don't I don't I could I could see more and more doing it like pushing it you know the week before the week after just just not dealing with it at all but just just having that that one day where there's all these people um, that are uh, in the shops buying loads, armloads of product, you know, it seems like a smart move for a lot of labels to just keep doing that for as, for as long as uh, Record Store Day is, you know, actually growing. Do you think the original idea and concept of it has been swallowed up and consumed? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a pleasurable experience going to the record store on record store day. It's it's you don't chaotic. like you don't like waiting outside in line, Travis. You know, it. I I'm not a big fan of it. Like I went I went out this year. Uh, I have a good friend. He was at, he was actually a former customer of mine at the record store that I used to work at, and he called me up the night before and was like, he's like he's like, come on, Travis, do you want to just like hang out with me in line like I need to get like the Bill Spill record and like a few of these other little things it, he just likes to kind of be in that like that that kind of frenzy and um, I was just like yeah sure you know like I I go for like a you know to just kind of experience what like what people around are like talking about on their lists and like and it is kind of has this strange energy but uh you know, it's it was one of these things where it was like, once I I got into the store, I was just like, get me away from here! I can't I can't even deal with this. This is this is hectic. This is this is not. I'm like to go at a nice pace and not have people grab. You know, it felt like a and it's totally going counterproductive. To Walmart or something. You know, like where you're just like going to a big box store and and like the day after when they have this smoking sales on like DVD players and like people are getting trampled and like that's not what going to the record store is about it's it's about like talking to the clerks like the clerks are too busy to talk you can't talk about music with them or like get their insight on anything like this is all just like people grabbing grabbing these limited edition things and then getting the hell out of there and moving on to the next store and grabbing that stuff it's like kind of takes away the experience of the record store itself you know 
Absolutely. And going there, you know, for support and supporting them, why they're viable in the community. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Really appreciate you having coming on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot, Phil. Hey, no problem. You're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Inside a cloud of lightless glowing, I get the sense That you've prayed on personal mind-blowings here in the present tense And how much love is left to give, ten thousand tons or more would be my guess From their record store day release, Commonwealth Alternates, Sloan and Lesson. That's a take from one of the tunes from their most recent release, Commonwealth. And you heard it here in the album drop on our record store day special. Our thanks to Travis Ritter um, joining us uh, from Houston, Texas uh, before that. If you go to our website, thealbumdrop.ca, I've posted a list and on this list, um, it links to some of the articles that I've been quoting and talking about on the show today, uh, including Travis's piece, um, which is very good. Um, and I implore you uh, to check it out. Not a whole lot of time left here on the show, but we definitely have time to do this. Uh, we got one more tune. It's a cover. What's old? 
is new again. Drops cover song of the week. And on a week when we're talking about 550 something record store day releases, there is an absolute pile of cover tunes to choose from. I decided to go with a tune from a band out of Winnipeg. Comeback Kid. You know them, you love them. They play the punk rock. They have a good time doing it. And on their record store day release, they included this Nirvana cover, Territorial Pissings. And it goes a little something like this. kid and their take on territorial pissings nirvana's um, mid-range first tune after you flip the vinyl back from nevermind and you heard it here on the album drop chuo 89.1 fm so what do we think folks yes record store day is a great way to bring people into the record store. There's no question about that. The facts are on the table. It is indisputable. But is it a good thing 
for the bands that want to get their music put out there? Hard to say. Is it a good thing for the mom and pop labels that have been able to survive and thrive over the last 10 years in this post-digital music world from selling vinyl? And now they have to wait five, six months to get a release on the shelf after they send it to the pressers? I'd have to say no. Feelings are mixed about it. We know it's going to continue. We know it's going to keep getting bigger. Take the information. Do with it what you will. This has been The Album Drop here on CHUO 89.1 FM. I'm Phil Shurikawa. Our website is thealbumdrop.ca. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. We'll be back in seven days with a brand new episode. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful day. Smell you later. I'll be back. For more information, check out thealbumdrop.ca. This whole thing has gone on long enough. When will this insanity end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM. Okay, I'm finished.